The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Even as a longtime Green Bay Packer fan, I didn't know that much about backup quarterback Brett Hundley because really... No backup quarterback has gotten on the field much in the last 30 years. Brett backed up Aaron Rodgers, so you basically saw him in the preseason, and that was about it. Well, now he is the starting quarterback for the Vegas Vipers of the XFL, and at the same time has a great charitable foundation. They're raising money to benefit those affected by epilepsy. We'll touch on all of that as I just caught Brett Hundley as he was wrapping up practice today with the Vipers. Brett, how are you doing? Man, I am doing amazing. How about you? Uh, fantastic. Thank you. First of all, uh, welcome. I am a huge Green Bay Packer fan. I'm originally from Wisconsin, and we can we can get into that later. First, congratulations on your Hundley Foundation, which has done such great work. How did you start with that? Man, uh, first I want to say thank you um, for, for for that, and um, it's cool. It's from Wisconsin, um, but man, I, I started with the foundation. Uh, my my sister was diagnosed with epilepsy. Uh, when we were real young and uh, just watching her grow up with it. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to start something. We, we used to work with the uh, National Foundation and we wanted to start something that was uh, sort of our own. And uh, we could sort of create a sense of community, something that we that was sort of lacking when when she was going through it. Yeah. And, uh, and as, as a caregiver, I was seeing uh, as her brother. Um, there, there was, you know, I mean, didn't nobody really know nothing about epilepsy. And uh, so we wanted to create something for that community for people to come in and feel heard, hear the story and to know that there's other people battling the same things that they are. And uh, that's sort of where the idea came from. And me and Paris just came together and said, let's start it and then got the right people on board. And uh, it's, it's been rolling since, man. So very grateful for everything, all the opportunity that it's brought and all the people we've, we've touched along the way. And how is she doing these days? I know that treatments have come a long way since years yes. ago. Yeah, she, she is seizure-free, so it has been such a, a blessing. Uh, she's seizure-free. We've got her on the right meds. And, um, you know, I, there's still some changes with some of those medications as new technology and new uh, medication is coming out. So it's trying to change some things. But um, she's been awesome, man. She's, she's been able to have a healthy, normal life. And, um, you know, she still takes a bunch of medicine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't even tell I mean, it's got to be like 13 pills a day, but, right. uh, man, it's crazy, but, but she's doing amazing, man. She, she's really doing well. And then also, um, uh, her son, my nephew, uh, Elijah, um, he has a form of epilepsy, infantile spasms too. So that was another reason for the, for the foundation. So, uh, little man's doing good, but, um, you know, it's something that has been a continuous battle and some we're not, we're not stopping the fight on. So, uh, but she's doing awesome, man. Um, your foundation is hosting the third annual Lace Em Up for Epilepsy Walk. It takes place this Sunday at Sunset Park here in Las Vegas. Sounds really great. So do, are you getting some of your friends involved in this or what's happening? Yeah, man. I, I, I uh, It has been truly, truly a blessing. And, and, and I always try to get some of my friends. Like we've had Kenyon Drake uh, when he was with the Raiders. Uh, even when we were together at Arizona, Kamal, uh, Roosevelt, Nixon. Uh, we yeah. have we have guys on the team that have been uh, huge supporters. Um, I mean, we we have people from uh, Jacoby Brissett to Blake Martinez. He used to play linebacker for the Giants. Uh, yeah. Cameron Jordan, 
for the Saints, um, Eric Kendricks for the Vikings, Caleb Beninock used to be a uh, left tackle for the Jets and was uh, a left, my left tackle in uh, UCLA. Uh, so I've had a lot of my my friends, athletes reach out and be a part of this journey. And um, so, you know, sometimes they make an appearance. Sometimes, you know, I, right now football starting. So uh, it gets a little hard with, with some of our schedules, but but they always come out when they can. And it's just been cool to sort of have their support and have them come out. And, and not only them, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of other people. Lonnie Paxson, who was a retired player, played for the Patriots when they won their Super Bowl. He's a huge friend of mine, really big supporter. And it's just been cool to sort of see. Lane Taylor is another one. Uh, was the offensive lineman for us in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's been really, really a pleasure to, to see these guys and, and to have the support from them. You're living here in Vegas, at least part-time now, as quarterback of the Vegas Vipers of the XFL. How are you enjoying this season? Oh, man, you know, it, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been different, but it's been fun. You know, just to be able to get out there and play some football uh, once again. And for myself, you know, um, I've had such a, an amazing career with the NFL and I'm going to give it one more go around. This is going on my ninth year uh, in the league. So it, I truly had a great time. And, and this really presented me with the opportunity to, to get on the field and play, you know, um, something that, you know, minus preseason, you know, just being a backup and stuff like that. It's been awesome. And I cannot say, you know, anything more than that. But to have playing in the XFL has really given me an opportunity to get on the field, play, still show what I can do. And it's been fun, man, meeting new guys, meeting new teammates, having new teammates. Um, and again, being in Vegas has been awesome just because of everything that we do out there. Your coach, of course, is Hall of Famer Rod Woodson, whose reputation yeah. as a hard-nosed player goes without saying. Yeah. How has he been to play for? Man, Rod has been awesome. Um, he, he's, he has the heart of, he has a heart of gold. And, you know, this is his first year, too, uh, being a head coach. And yeah. I think he's done a great job. And, you know, there's just I think the XFL in, in general, there's a lot to learn because the rules are different. Um, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that's uh, been learned along the way. But man, he's done awesome. He's a great, great guy. I, I mean, a great coach. And uh, it's been a pleasure not only to get to know him, but to, but to work with him and to, and to play play for him. I've really enjoyed watching the games. I mean, I think the league has done a great job making it interesting. Yeah. For fans, it's been on ABC and ESPN. I think the best part is that so many of the players and or coaches are mic'd up. What do you think about that? Do you find yourself having to kind of watch uh, what you say? (laughs) I got a funny story about this, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I remember uh, when I was playing, you know, it's it's a complete difference in the NFL and uh, in the XFL. Uh, When you're mic'd up, in the NFL, when you're mic'd up, it's not like live right then and there on the spot, which is cool because the XFL gives you the right like you're you're in action like you hear what the play callers call in you hear what we're calling and you can like and you know the commentators can tell you all right well this sounds like they're going to run a corner over here and a right uh, and 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 they had asked me when the game to be mic'd up and i was you know cool i, I don't really say i don't talk trash on the field or anything uh-huh. i just like to play football but you know sometimes you get right up you cuss a little bit and and you know <laughs> I, I remember i threw a pass and uh, it was it was to one of our receivers matt and um, down the middle and i had cussed a couple times but I didn't realize that it's the diff- it's different than the NFL mic'd up, so it was like live to the carry. It's not like you got people sitting there pressing the red button right before you're about to cuss. I mean, it's it's going out to to the to the live public, so it, it's just yeah. a funny opportunity. But it's it's the differences. But it is it is cool because the fans get to see what it's what it's like to be on the field, what it's like like how we're talking. They get to hear the trash talking, so it's it, it's it's been funny. But I sure did get a text from my my pops, man, after. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, it was it, it's just funny because people you know when you're watching it you get the live action and, and i think the xfl has done a really good job with that and they, they give the 
the the person watching, you know, the experience to yes. that, you know, they really won't won't show. You're playing with a former Packer teammate, right, Geronimo Allison? Allison, yes, sir, and Marwin Evans. Um, nice. So me and, and um, um, so me, Marwin, uh, Geronimo, we all played together at the same time. And uh, uh, Perry, the coach, he was with us at Green Bay too. Um, so it, it's cool to have three different people there who I've played with, I've interacted yeah. with, and this was when I first started in the league. So, um, you know, for for me, coming around a full circle after nine years to play again with these guys, I just it's it's just been fun, man. It's been an opportunity of a lifetime, really, to just you know. And, and it's not to say I, you know I just, I, I'm I'm enjoying the latter years of my career, so you know I, I want to play one more year and um and then right up into the sunset, yeah. as I say it. But 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 it's been it's been fun, man, to really get back and like play football, to play with guys that you played with before. I mean, Geronimo is one of the first receivers I threw to in the preseason of green Bay when I first got there. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it's crazy to think about that, but it goes fast, man. And it's been so amazing and grateful for this opportunity to get back in play and um, just have some fun, man, with guys I came in with. You played in so many great uh, stadiums, whether it's yeah. the NFL or, or in your college career at UCLA, does anything compare to Lambeau? Because I've been there many times and it, it's, there's something magic about that place. Absolutely not. There is no, <laughs> man, green, Green Bay is Green Bay, and it, it's hard to even compare things to Green Bay. Like, you know, you could I, there's other NFL stadiums that are cool. They have their unique styles to them, like Seattle. You know, it's unique in its own right. Kansas City yeah. is unique in its own right. You played a Monday night game in Pittsburgh that's unique in its own right. Like, it's all different. But, like, Green Bay is so special because it's Green Bay. I mean, and, and especially when it's cold in Green Bay um, and you're getting served hot chocolate on the sidelines and chicken broth, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. You just you just don't get, man. And, and Green Bay is in the fan base. Like it's Green Bay is such a unique place to play. And I've, I've always told players and, and people that I've, I've been around that, like that is one of the all time greats. And, you know, it, it's crazy because I've, I played in state. I played in the Rose Bowl College, like my home yeah. field. You know, obviously the, uh, the Coliseum playing UC, USC. I played in Wembley uh, when I was in Seattle. Like I played in some great stadiums, but Green Bay was always one that stood out. Man, it was such a different environment, especially when it's like a night game and it's a big time matchup. Like man, you just can't beat it. You grew up in Arizona. You played at UCLA. What about the brutal winters in Wisconsin? Is that something you just want to avoid now the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, 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 when I was first there, I tried to stay through it and stay in the winter, but at, it didn't. It only lasted one one off season because um, it was just nothing. Man, I spent so much time in Door County uh, during that time. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but but man, I, you know, I, I still get out to Green Bay once a year. Still, I'm actually going to head back there probably in June or July. Um, yeah, I still got friends out there. You know, I still talk to Aaron. And um, I, Green Bay is magical. I, I want one day to buy a house in North Carolina. I've always said that after I left. I said, man, I, I really, you know, I felt like I sort of grew up in Green Bay a little bit because um, I was really, I mean, I was freaking young still, really, really, and just learning and stuff like that. So I, I, Green Bay is a special place in my heart, man. Uh, nothing more beautiful than Door County in the summertime. I mean, if you oh if you were to buy a home fishing, there. My gosh, I can't. I, I think about all the time. Every time I go back, man, got to go fishing. Salmon, man, I, I, every time I go there, the people are amazing. I had such a good time in Door, Door County. What was it like to play with Aaron Rodgers, and, and how, did he help you develop in, in any way? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, absolutely. I mean, Green Bay is where I firmly believe, and I tell people this all the time, like, I learned how to be a quarterback in Green Bay. 
Um, I learned, you know, what it's like to lead a team. I learned what it's like to go through adversity as a quarterback. I've learned pretty much everything I can say I do from Green Bay. Um, you know, uh, I had a lot of learning throughout the way, but Green Bay is really where I learned offense. I learned defense. I learned everything I needed to know to get me to the next level and to help me, you know, help the next man. You know, when I went to Arizona, it's just, it really set the foundation for me on how to even work and how to be a quarterback. You know, Green Bay taught me a lot and Aaron taught me a lot, man. Not only what he did on the field, but what he did off, off the field and who he is as a, as a, as a man really, really helped me. And, and still to this day, like I said, I still talk to Aaron. I still talk to Russ and, and those guys really, really helped shape me uh, into, into who I am. And, you know, I thank them because like I said, man, I'm going into year nine, so I uh, couldn't, couldn't be more thankful for him. Uh, you're close to Aaron. I know it's speculation probably, but what do you think his reasons are for wanting to move on from the Packers? And it looks like it's going to be the Jets, but you, yeah, there's been so much talk even in the last week. Yeah, you know, I, I just I always say life is ever-changing, man. There's nothing that's stagnant in this life. Um, and, and football is the same way. You know, um, you can be somewhere in nine times out of ten, you know, where you start is not where you're going to finish and you know everybody has their dreams and aspirations but sometimes you know uh wh- whatever the case may be you know it, it it might be best to 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 go elsewhere or you know if, if he does stay with them this year then that's the choice they he takes or they take but you know uh life is always changing so if he still wants to play and he wants to be whether it be in the jets and whether the relationship and all that stuff hasn't um been what it what you know maybe they were both looking for but sometimes things have to change and it might be for the better, you know, but you never see it until you do it. Where were you and what were you feeling the night of the NFL draft when you were selected by the Packers? Oh, man. I remember I was at uh, my good, great friend, Aggie Hirschberg. Great friend. She runs the Hirschberg Foundation at UCLA for pancreatic cancer, and she is just amazing. So I had my draft party at her house, and, and uh, um, she actually, I actually lived with her. Uh, throughout that draft period, um, she was so gracious and still is like my, my second mom. But she, I was at her house and I remember I hadn't talked to Green Bay at all through the draft process. I had no idea they were even on the radar. And I got the call, I, you know, I got this 920 number and I was like, who the heck is 920? And this was before, you know, the iPhones would tell you where the zip code is calling from. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just thinking this is probably a prank call or a spam at the wrong time at the wrong moment. Yeah. Um, and I answered and it's uh, it's it's Green Bay on the line, man. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, I watched Aaron through college and stuff like that. And um, I knew I wasn't going to play right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And I was, I was excited for it, man, honestly, just to learn. And I knew I, I, I was open to the fact of coming in and just learning uh, and, and to learn from Aaron was was an opportunity of a lifetime. So I, I embraced everything I could. Man. Any thoughts on Jordan Love and how he will do? Has Aaron said anything about him? No, man. You know, um, I, I think I think Jordan has 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 bided his time he's been in the position of learning and i think he's done a great job with it and i think at this point you know you got to see some point when when uh what he can do and um i think this would be a great opportunity for him and a uh, great opportunity for the packers to really see you know they draft him in the first round first round quarterbacks man you got to put him in there eventually i know that when you're not playing you're a bit of a world traveler what have you what are some Absolutely. of your what are some of your favorite spots and where might you be going to in the near future man i'm i'm telling you right now my, i'm retiring after football hopefully this year after after this year um um maybe maybe we'll see we'll see um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if i can continue if i can continue playing 
Um, but uh, I plan to uh, I plan to move abroad in June of next year and really? uh, travel the world. Yeah, travel the world a little bit. Me and my lady are moving, but um, you know I'm super excited for it. I've, I've been traveling my whole life. My mom was a flight attendant. Honestly, I've been to what. 40 countries now wow and um man it's it's been such a blessing and and I, some of the favorites got to i mean i always tell people this new zealand was hands down probably my favorite out of all of them yeah. uh, i took a i took a uh, by myself i took an rv and drove all of south island uh, in a big circle and uh new zealand was awesome uh, i went to the holy festival in india which was another beautiful beautiful time and i was with my good friend uh eric uh, photographer and uh, he met me out there and it was just amazing and then i've been to dubai and then to freaking uh zimbabwe zambia did the uh bungee jumping off the uh highest bungee jump you could do um man i've i've been to a freaking uh yeah, man, i mean i went to uh, you should look up a place called uh, devil's creek or devil's lake i forgot which one it is. Uh-huh. it's in um it's in Zambia, um, but it's, I mean, you can literally hang on the side of a waterfall. And I mean, it's, if you slip, you're gone. Um, but <laughs> I've, I've, man, I've, I've done some crazy things, some awesome things, been uh, snowboarding through the Swiss Alps. Man, I, I've just enjoyed it. And I, I enjoy traveling. I still enjoy traveling. I want to uh, help the NFL with some things abroad and uh, maybe do some things for them and live abroad and coach abroad football and stuff like that. So just uh, just been enjoying it, man. And really uh, open to all the opportunities and possibilities there are uh, with with football, you know, outside of the U.S. That is so exciting. And once again, the third annual Lace Him Up for Epilepsy Walk is Sunday, April 23rd at 9.30 a.m. at Sunset Park. And you can uh, get more info by going to info at hunleyfoundation.org to register. It's been an immense pleasure to talk to you finally. Good luck with the walk and and good luck with moving abroad. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate your time and um, and yeah, man, I really hope to see a lot of people out to this walk and I'm uh, really looking forward to it, man. We've had a great turnout these past couple of years and uh, hopefully to keep that thing running. And uh, we're, you know, we actually already rate, we, we had a goal of 40,000, already raised 50 some thousand dollars. So we're on the right track, man. And, and we're just grateful. And then thank you again for taking your time and, uh, and, and, and helping us. Brett, a pleasure. Good luck with the walk and with the Vipers. What an incredible guy with a bunch of different interests, not the least of which is traveling the world. Hopefully he gets another shot in the NFL. Well, that finishes this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Thank you.